Hello again, everyone. Welcome to episode 60 of the Red and White Authority. I'm Art Regner. This is part two of our discussion with Tyler Wright, the director of amateur scouting for the Detroit Red Wings. We uh, look back at some of the 2017 draft picks, Gustav Lindstrom, uh, whether or not the Red Wings are plan on signing Jordan Sandbrook. Uh, who's coming up, and also Dennis Chalowski. And we also, again, uh, really hone in on uh, the draft philosophy for the Detroit Red Wings. So here's part two with Tyler Wright, the Director of Amateur Scouting for the Detroit Red Wings. I know a lot of people want to look towards this draft because they're really excited. The Red Wings are, this is the highest pick, sixth overall that they've had since they drafted uh, Keith Primo, I think third overall, back in 1990 or 91. Uh, but... Uh, I, I want to ask you about Gustav Lindstrom because I remember at the draft in Chicago, and I know you just, you've mentioned him, people were looking at it and people were surprised that the Red Wings took him in the second round, 38th pick overall, yet they were surprised because they wanted to draft him. A lot of teams came up to you and said, geez, you guys got a steal here because they were looking at him thinking that he would fall a little bit. Uh, based on his numbers, I don't think that he disappointed the organization this year, his second year as a pro. I remember talking to him at the, uh, um, the summer showcase in Plymouth, and he was very worried about playing on the small ice surface for the first time in his life. And by the third game, he didn't look out of place. So here's another kid who, as you said, is large, 6'2", uh, 187 pounds, probably a little bit uh, heavier now that uh, that was his weight when he was drafted. But here is a kid, I think, that also is, is one of these players that when you do your due diligence, when you're out on the, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> traveling the world over, uh, you see a kid, and, you know, I go by what Craig Button always has told me, that if an organization sees a guy and they like him and they want to draft him and he's available, just draft him, and it sounds that's exactly what you did with Gustav Lindstrom. Absolutely. Um, I mean... I, you I mean I think the industry a little bit, you know, over the last you know decade or two decades, and you know, I mean there's been such an emphasis now on 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 the NHL draft, and there's there's publication after publication, and then there's you know there's opinion after an opinion after opinion, and and that's just the world that we live in, and 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 that's fine. At the end of the day. We didn't believe that he was going to be there in the third round. Um, he's a six foot two defenseman. He's got good skating mobility. He's a right-handed shot. Uh, he's got excellent hockey stance as far as moving the puck, and he's got very good competitiveness. Um, I mean, he made the World Junior Team. Was you know a big part of them. Uh, they lost obviously in the, in the gold medal game, um, but all those experiences. He went back to. Uh, you know his pro team in in Altuma in the in the Swedish Osvenskan uh, league. Um, I mean, I think he tripled his numbers and goals, which I think went or doubled from two to six or whatever. And they people might say, well, he only had six goals and and nine assists. Um, but people forget that this is this is a men's pro league that he's playing in at the age of nineteen, and um, and it's a hard league. It's a hard league to produce. Um, he decided to go and play in Forlunda uh, in the Swedish Elite League uh, next year, which is obviously uh, the team of Rasmus Dahlin's 
playing on right now. So he's going into a really good program. Um, and we just think that's going to expedite his, his, uh, his development process. And um, when we look at, at top 4D, how good is he going to be? That's still yet to be determined. But he keeps checking off all the boxes that we like, the way that we want our back end to look at. And, um, you mean, I think when you look at some, maybe some smaller guys like Billy Star Harvey, who turned pro this year, and, you know, in and out of the lineup a little bit, trying to find his way. Philip Ronick, on the other hand, went in and had a tremendous year. Um, that doesn't mean that, that, that Phil's, Phil had a learning process this year, that he understands that he's, he's got to have, He's got to have a big summer. He's got to he's got to come back stronger. He's got to come back quicker. And um, and we still believe it in these guys. As far as you know, we're just trying to be as patient as we can, but try to give them as as we can to try to speed the process up. And when you start looking at at the defense core, when you you need six or seven to eight guys in your system, um, you know, I mean. It was kind of the area that we targeted a little bit last year because we identified that we thought that there was a lot of good defensemen. Casper um, Cockenfallow, a kid that went to Boston University, uh, played for Finland of the World Junior, same kind of scenario. We took a, another defenseman, Setkoff, in the fourth round, played for Denmark, big six foot six kid, um, played up in the Swedish Elite League uh, for some, some games this year. So they're all taking steps. And they all take steps at different rates. Then, at the end of the day, we're we're just trying to get that really good mix. Um, you know, Joey Hickett is a smaller guy that came in. I thought he had a tremendous training camp. Played well for five to eight games at times. Um, a little bit undersized. We're not using it against them. You just you can't have six, five foot nine guys, but you can have two or three maybe that are really exceptional. When uh, you were talking about that you have to hit on some later round picks, and the Red Wings for years had had done that with guys, and uh, uh, a lot of them were European simply because uh, teams did not pour their resources into Europe like the Red Wings did. They were one of the front runners. They they, they kind of started it all in, in a way. Uh, but a fifth round pick that I think the organization has to make a decision on, but he has size. He's 6'2". He's a right-handed shooting defenseman. Uh, played for, uh, was traded uh, from Erie to Sault Ste. Marie at the trade deadline of the OHL, and that's Jordan Sambrook. I mean, th- this sounds like the Red Wings are having a difficult, it's a difficult decision to make uh, just because, as you said, there's so many an influx, and I think a pro team, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tyler, can only have, I believe, 55 players total under contract or something like that, meaning that you can't sign everybody. But it, it, could Jordan be one of those players that, as a fifth-round pick in the 2016 draft, that you know, you've know you hit upon? Well, that's what we're, you know, we obviously, we, we hope for. Um, uh, he's obviously, I mean, I, I'm not sure if there's a kid that's played more playoff hockey than him throughout his junior career. Um, obviously, you know, was in Erie, um, uh, had, you know, with the Connor McDavid that were, were there and had great runs. And, and then obviously the Sioux getting knocked out here by Hamilton. So he, he, he fits the mold, obviously, of, of what we're trying to do. Now we have to make a decision by June 1st. On, on whether we sign him or, 
or we we put them back into the draft. Um, that decision hasn't been made yet as as an organization. Um, but you're right; you can only have it's, it's actually 50 NHL contracts that you can have signed under any specific year. So um, there are some scenarios that come into play. Obviously, when you get 11 picks in a, in a draft, you can't sign everybody, and and not everybody kind of pans out the way that, that you kind of hoped or expected to. Um, some guys stall, some guys get better, some guys, um, you know, just go in dir- different directions, and guys, some guys step up to the, to the plate. So we monitor that, uh, you know, with our player development guys uh, extremely closely through the course of the year, and then as an organization we make that decision uh on whether a guy gets offered a contract or not. I uh, I want to switch now to, to, to the draft coming up. I know we've mentioned quite a few uh, of the players in the system. Uh, before we switch, though, uh, Dennis Chalowski has done everything that this organization has asked him. I know that unfairly, and he was just on the Red and White Authority, we talked about it. He'll forever be linked to Jacob Chickering in, in Arizona because of the Pavel Datsuk deal. Uh, not fair, but it's you know he understands it's the you know a fact of life so to speak. Yet he seems to be a guy again very high hockey IQ. But the thing that I think that has impressed me is that the Red Wings wanted him to get bigger, they wanted him to get stronger, and that's exactly what he did. So I, I believe he's at least ticketed for Grand Rapids next year, certainly. But uh, but he will be given. Um, an opportunity, I would assume, to make the Red Wings as well this coming uh, uh, training camp. I think every, I think every prospect, not our organization, really, really kind of watching what Dennis. He he's invested in in his career. He he spent the summer in Detroit. It was his opportunity and his decision to come in into Detroit. He. He went to St. Cloud. I think he might have been a little bit naive when he went there. Just had a very, very, very average year. Um, we decided that as an organization that, you know, let's get him playing more games. His, his rights were owned by Prince George um, of the Western Hockey League. That, you know, our part owner is, is Eric Brewer, a former NHL defenseman, coached by Richard Mapichuk, uh, an NHL defenseman. John Chambers, assistant coach, former NHL defenseman. I think I added up the games played on on their staff and in their organization of Prince George was around 2,500 NHL games played as defensemen. And, you know, I mean, this guy's going to the rink every single day talking to, you know, that wealth of knowledge uh, on how to get there. And obviously, you know, we as an organization have different relationships with each guy and we talk. And he went to Prince George, and um, he had a tremendous year. I, I believe in he, I'm just looking at his stats. 37 games in Prince George. He had 13 goals, 26 assists, 39 points. Uh, got traded at the deadline to uh, to Portland, who was kind of you know one of the top front runners uh, of the Western Conference. There, he ended up with 27 points in 32 games. There had a really good playoff. 12 games, had five goals. I mean, he's taken a step. In the next level, he's 200 and plus pounds. Where we drafted, he was 175 pounds. But he did this because he invested in himself. Don Horkoff and our development staff gave him the opportunity and and all the resources to get better. I mean, 
we can give all these kids the resources possible. Uh, you can make them meal plans and you can do all the stuff if they're going to go home and eat Kentucky Fried Chicken late at night at 2 in the morning. <laughs> you can't control that, you know. So he invested himself. He's, we've seen the fruits of the fruition right now come to light a little bit. Um, he's going to have another big summer. He's, he's motivated to come in and try to make the Red Wings. And, and I think we as an organization have to give him every opportunity to do that because he's done everything that we've asked and, and he's progressed and, and we're excited about that. And, you know, I, I think it's a little bit unfair to compare him to Chikrin. Um, we actually gone back from 16 to 20, but we also gained 52 or 51 and we used that pick and it, it was still a Peronic. So right. it's really, it's really Chelowski and Heronic should be really compared to Chikrin and the seven and a half million dollars that we shed going the other way. So, I mean, you just, you're, you're excited about both players. You're, you're excited that the steps that they've taken now is another step to the National Hockey League. Um, can they make that step? We sure hope so. We're going to give them everything in there. We think the character and the drive and the determination is installed in both. And, and hopefully we can wake up one day and, and they're both on the Red Wings being major parts and we can go back and, and visit the draft then. I, uh, I, when I first started traveling with the Red Wings many, many years ago, Scotty Bowman came up to me and essentially told me, I, I know you don't work for us because I was still an employee of a radio station, but I was on the radio network. He said something to me. He said, you know, now that you're traveling with us, you are kind of part of our team, and what goes on in, in the room stays in the room, which I completely understood and completely respected. I, you know, I, I know that, but... You just said, and I'm going to ask you this question, and I don't want you, because I know what goes on in the room stays in the room, but during these meetings that you just had, the five days where you were together with all the Detroit scouting staff and the hierarchy, Ken Holland, Ryan Martin, and we can go on and on, except for Jeff Blaschel, who is over at the Worlds uh, in Denmark, uh, do, do each of you kind of make a case to where you see the draft going? I mean, I would imagine that it's probably a lot of animated discussions because you have people that have traveled the world, they all have varied opinions, and now they're, now they're being asked, what do you think? And I would imagine that even though there's a script that you all want or a, a certain type of player, you may all have, as I said, varied opinions where you're you might think this guy's great, and then another guy looks at you and says, Tyler, I, I mean, are you jet-lagged? What's going on here? I mean, what is that like when you're trying to put your draft philosophy, uh, hone in on it, and really make it the, uh, you know, like the edict of what this organization is going to do in Dallas on the 23rd and 24th? Yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> you mean, it's an interesting, it's an interesting comment, for sure, and it's um, we go through stretches um, where we all kind of agree a little bit on a certain player and it's easy to move and then we get bogged down where we might not put a board on for, uh, a name on the board for four or five hours and um, wow. it does, it, it gets heated and um, I think the, the the one thing that I try and when I try to manage the, the, the meetings is that I want everybody in the room 
be able to have a choice to say their opinion first and foremost, and then we respect their decision because, or their opinion, because it's foolish to sit there and say that I'm right all the time and 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 you know somebody else is wrong. Um, I mean, I don't think we're that arrogant to think that we're the you know we're the we're the hockey god guy that you know knows everything. Um, so with that said. Uh, we break it down, and we break it down hard, and we break down individual characteristics and skill sets for for each player. Um, I mean, after day one, you know, the it gets it gets pretty heated as far as you know talks going back and forth, and then you have to take a break because guys start getting you know a little bit heated. But I think for the most part, it's pretty respectful, but. At the end of the day, um, you got to come to a, a somewhat of an agreement. And at the end of the day, somebody has to make a decision. And ultimately, I want everybody's voice to be be heard. But if that means you got to bring your boxing gloves in a sleeping bag tomorrow, then that's <laughs> what we're going to do. Well, I mean, ultimately, then I, I would assume, and and I it. You're the director of amateur scouting. It's probably your gut feeling, and and then is it? Then do you, you know? I mean, Ken Holland has always told me he, he you know he he defers to the people that he's hired, and that uh, so ultimately I would imagine that when you go into the draft table in Dallas on the twenty third, which will only be the first round, but you do have two picks: the sixth pick overall, which is the Wings pick, and then uh, wherever Vegas ends up. Uh, which could be 31 if if they if they win the Stanley Cup. But I guess my point being is is then do you sit down and do you, ultimately when you look at it, it may, maybe you have other voices, but is it you and Ken that kind of figure it out and say this is where we're going to go? Um, at the end of the day, uh, you mean obviously Hawk and Anderson over oversees Europe, um, so he'll. Obviously, he's he's chiming in, chiming in heavily on on the European side. If if there's a European player involved at that time, um, obviously Jeff Finley's our chief scout, um, who's heavily involved in the conversation. Um, you know, Chris Draper's seen kind of the the top end guys, um, both in Europe and North America. So he's involved in the conversation. Um, we have some crossover people. Andrew Dixon crosses over. He's out of Ontario, but crosses over to see everybody. Uh, so we basically try to keep it to an odd number as far as when we go in there. We have different criteria as far as tiebreakers go. Um, you know, I don't really want to get into you know what what a tiebreaker is, but we, um, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, we have to make a decision. Um, that decision rely, you know, falls upon, you know, my shoulders. We, you know, when you make the wrong pick or you make a bad pick, um, that's not on Ken Holland. That's not on Ryan Martin. That's not on. That that's on myself. That's on Hawk and Anderson. That's that's on guys that were were out there in in the field on a on a daily basis trying to do this and. Uh, at the end of the day, we've got to make the decision, and at the end of the day, we've got to live with the consequences from it. And I, and, uh, I think the biggest thing that I'd like to say to our guys is that, 
I want guys that we believe in. I want guys that we, you know, we, we've worked so hard to get here at the draft. We've got the bullets to, to do some stuff this year. Let's, get, let's draft the guys that we want as a Red Wing. Let's draft the guys that we, are we going to be right all the time? No, we're not. And, and that, that's on me. That's on Hawkins. Um, but at the end of the day, when we're not right, we're going to be not right for a reason and, not, and a reason of we've been diligent. Uh, he fit the bill of the way that we want to work the, the organization up coming up. And it just doesn't happen sometimes. I, I get that. I mean, you, you go back and you look at the 89 draft for the Red Wings, set them up for life. Not for life, but it set them up for decades. You know, you get Lidstrom and Fedorov, and you get Konstantinov. You mean, you get Dallas Drake in the six. Like, you mean you got to have the bullets, and not only that, you got to make the right picks. And when you make the right picks, you go on and and you, you have good runs. When you make the wrong picks, that's on us, and that's on us as a staff, and, and that's what we've signed up for. So um, not because the industry says that you should draft somebody. Let's draft somebody because we've done the work. We've done our due diligence. Um, this guy fits the Red Wing organization where we want to go forward and let's hand it off to player development and let's give them every resource and let's get this thing going back on track. There you have part two. As you can tell, the Red Wings are extremely serious about getting it right. And the thing, no pun intended because Tyler writes our guest, but I, I think the one thing is is that uh, Tyler takes total accountability uh, as usual. Uh, and uh, it is up to him, but uh, as you can tell by this podcast, he is extremely enthused and is convinced the Red Wings are going to get several uh, players who have a legitimate shot at making the big club. Up next, we have part three of the Red and White Authority with Tyler Wright. I hope you uh, stay tuned for that as well.